Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. First contract domino fell for the 2018 Classic quarterbacks as the Bills signed Josh Allen. Six-year, $258 million extension, and they did it on a Friday. Well, you want to talk about a news dump, usually you do it on a Friday afternoon. I would have thought that you celebrate this, like on a Monday. Then you get to own the week, or at least you get to own some of the headlines with uh, talk shows. Josh Allen, by virtue of his new six-year, $258 million contract, will make just over $2.5 million per game over the next six years. I was also wondering this, and McLevin, I don't know if you can find this out, but if you look at the value of a franchise, and Forbes just came out with the, the values of the NFL franchises, the quarterback and what he makes to the percentage of the percentage of the value of that team. I think the Buffalo Bills were the lowest least valued team in the NFL at around two and a half billion dollars. But if I look at Josh Allen's salary, his contract compared to what the Buffalo Bills are worth, it's about, I think, 12 or 13 percent of that value. Yeah, you 2.27 billion. Yeah. And he's got 258 over six years. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious about that with some of these teams where you look at Dak's contract compared to what the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys are worth at least $5 billion, maybe $6 billion. I'm not saying Dak Prescott's underpaid. I'm just saying that when you look at the money, the value, the evaluation, there's a big difference in Josh Allen, what he's making and what the Buffalo Bills are worth as opposed to the Cowboys. Even the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes with what he's making. The Texans might be a little bit different. I don't know what the Texans' value is, but 
They're paying Deshaun Watson over $40 million right now. And this is where we go, okay, who's next up? Lamar Jackson's next up. Baker Mayfield's next up. And then what are you going to make? And here's another thing. At some point, does a GM say, you're not going to make as much as Josh Allen? Like to Baker Mayfield, I would say, no. You're not, we're not paying you what you know, Buffalo's paying Josh Allen. We're not going to pay you what Lamar Jackson's going to make from the Ravens. You know, Josh Allen, to me, was as valuable to his team last year as any quarterback and maybe any player. He was that good. I didn't think they have a good running uh, game, uh, offensive line, and he made things happen. He was helped out by Stephon Diggs, but he made things happen. Uh, as far as Baker Mayfield, he's not in that class. He's not in Lamar Jackson's class. Lamar Jackson's won an MVP. But I'm sure Baker Mayfield is going to go, hey, sign me up. I should be getting more than Josh Allen, and he shouldn't be. But, you know, Allen has been a great fit for the Bills. So he, he came in, and look, I was skeptical and said that on the show. You know, I just I didn't think he understood the game. I didn't, you know, his accuracy was not good. His last year at Wyoming, you know, a lot of his you know, good players, receivers uh, had graduated and he didn't look good. And it, he looked like a project when he was out there. And then all of a sudden he kind of turned the corner. Now, does he still make himself vulnerable because he runs a little bit more than I'd like? Yes. I know that he's a big guy. It's like Lamar Jackson. Hey, he's a fast guy. OK, it only takes one hit. Ask RG3. He was, a, he was a track guy that fast. You eventually make a mistake. You don't get out of bounds. You don't, you know, you don't see a you know, defender coming your way. Josh Allen and you are tied together, and there's a lot of guaranteed money in there. He had 37 touchdowns, just 10 interceptions. He completed over 69% of his passes, and uh, he was runner-up to Aaron Rodgers in the MVP balloting, led the Bills to the AFC title game, you know, you're starting to see that evolution. That's what you want, the, the quarterback who comes in and then takes that next step. And he certainly has done that. But uh, you have your quarterback, and uh, well, I, I hope you, you have your quarterback because that's a whole lot of money that you're going to be paying. But Buffalo is relevant. You know, you've got, you got a franchise quarterback there. you got a great wide receiver um, you, know, you got Tom Brady out, out of the division nice. and he's, but I, you know, I, I would not be paying that kind of money to Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. Yes, go ahead. But Baker Mayfield, I need, I need to see more. I need to see another year out of Baker Mayfield. I do. Yeah. McLovin. But what about the fact, the argument that he wants to be in Buffalo and Buffalo can't sign free agents. So you might yeah. as well give your cap to Josh Allen. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, you, but you have to get your quarterback, and they got their quarterback. Uh, Stefan Diggs seems okay in Buffalo. Yeah, but, but he didn't sign there. Not you him. know, he. I think they traded yeah. for him, right? Yeah. But it's not one. Of, it doesn't sound like he's like, eh, I can't wait to get out of here. I mean, it seems like he and Josh Allen have formed, uh, you know, pretty good relationship on the field. But then you look at. It felt like Josh Allen did more with less. And Baker Mayfield does less with more. And in fairness to him, you know, first-year system with Kevin Stefanski, they should be a run-first team. Uh, I think he tried too hard to keep Odell Beckham, you know, in the game. 
where Jarvis Landry, to me, was the better receiver or the more consistent one. But this is a really, really important year for Baker Mayfield because this is a team that could go to the Super Bowl. You know, you still want to find out what you have with Baker Mayfield. And I don't know. I know the Cleveland Browns say all the right things or Baker's saying, hey, I don't care about contract extension. I care about winning. I mean, those are the right things to say, whether he feels that way or not. Lamar Jackson's going to get taken care of. But at some point, somebody has to say, I'm not going to pay you more. Like just because Josh Allen signed on Friday, is Baker Mayfield worth more? If Baker Mayfield signed on Friday, you know, Josh Allen is getting more than Baker Mayfield. Lamar Jackson's getting more than Baker Mayfield. But if Baker Mayfield's the last of these three and he's going to make more, doesn't make financial sense. Yeah, Paul. There, there are no, there's no uh, discount. There's, there's, it's like a quarterback is the Supermax contract. As, as when they go, come up on their fourth year, you either extend them at the Supermax, the quarterback Supermax, or you cut them. They get the Mariota Winston treatment or the Trubisky treatment. Yeah. It's either pay or bail. That's that's all. That's the only window of quarterbacks. Yeah, but somebody's got to be smart and say no. We're not doing that. Hey, you want to stay here? You want to play here? You want to be our quarterback in Cleveland? Here's the deal. You're not a forty-four, forty-five million dollar a year guy. Yes, McLovin. Here's an interesting one coming up. Kyler Murray. That's a guy who has not earned two hundred fifty million. But do you have to pay him that? Yeah. I want to see one more year here. Like he's year three. I mean, I got some time there. It's just, hey, we're going to pay you now. And unless I don't understand the salary cap or, you know, whatever the financial ramifications are of getting a head start, I, I need to see a little bit more. A couple of these quarterbacks. Right? Lamar Jackson needs to be successful in the postseason. Okay. He's been very, very good during the regular season. Uh, you know, Josh Allen took that next step. Now you had your team on the precipice of, you know, maybe uh, playing in the Super Bowl. That's pretty impressive stuff. But, you know, I start to look at, well, even look at the, the 2018 quarterback class. Baker Mayfield has 75 touchdowns, 43 interceptions. Lamar Jackson, 68 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. There's a lot of rushing yards and touchdowns in there, too. Josh Allen, 67 touchdowns, 31 interceptions. Sam Darnold, 45 touchdowns, 39 interceptions. And don't forget about Josh Rosen, 12 touchdowns, 39 interceptions. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Yes, Paul? I just looked up Lamar Jackson's rushing stats for his career. He is the 10th leading quarterback rusher. In NFL history. He's been in the league three years. He's going to fly past Michael Vick at this rate. In 46 career games, Lamar Jackson has 3,000 rushing yards. He's halfway to Michael Vick. It took Vick 143 games to rush for 6,000. Lamar Jackson's on pace to rush for 6,000 yards in 95 games. He averaged 63 yards a game rushing. Vick averaged 42. Hmm. It's not even close. Yeah, but he'll, he'll slow down. Yeah. He, he won't run as much. Uh, a lot of times you run out of necessity. Um, you're still learning to go through your progressions. I mean, this happened to Steve Young, and he was 30 years of age when he got his start in San Francisco. Um, and then he eventually became a great pocket passer, completing 70% of his passes. Yes, he Was Michael Vick still part of that era, too, of forcing era. runners to be pocket passers? 
Like, you're never going to win with a guy who runs like that. You got to stay in the pocket and learn to throw the ball. Yeah. That whole kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, McClellan. My guy Donovan McNabb started out running like a house on fire, yeah. and then he he eventually slowed down uh, and became more of a passer, which I think will... It seems like the Ravens want to do that with Lamar, right? They keep drafting receivers. Well, it's one thing to want him to do it. The question is, can he do it? Like, how well can he do it? Now, you want him to be a pocket passer, be able to be a pocket passer, and still have, you know, the danger, the element of uh, danger with running the football. But he might not be a great NFL passer in, in where you need to complete passes, like the hash marks, you know, out on the numbers. Can he make those passes? I mean, that's, that's been the real complaint about him, uh, even coming into the NFL and once he got into the NFL. Can he make those throws all the way to the left and the right? Yeah, Paul. Lamar Jackson's second year in the league, 2019, he ran for 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. He would have been fourth in the league in rushing. He probably would have made the Pro Bowl as a running back. McLovin, what kind of poll question do you have today? I was going to ask, who would you pay the most out of, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and Lamar Jackson? But I think you already answered that one. It's got to be Josh Allen. Is that If we put that up, he's going to run away with that. I don't know. I think Lamar Jackson's going to make more. He's been an MVP. Really? If they're all three free agents, who do you value the most? What if they're all the same price? Who do you want? Like Josh Allen fits the the prototypical NFL quarterback. You know, big guy, big arm, uh, has some athleticism. Lamar is trickier, but what he does, he does it better than anybody does. Um, and then you have Baker who, you know, I don't know if you can really look at what he does and say, oh, that's special or that's different. I mean, it has to, I think, come down to his understanding of the game and take what you can you know, take from a defense, don't force things, uh, rely on that running game, set up the run. They're going to be a good defensive team, and they should run and play defense uh, and then have Baker sprinkle in. If Odell Beckham wasn't on that team, now I know that he's a talented player. He's just not somebody I want on my team because I always have to – I, I have to acknowledge him, you know, but like, hey, what about me? What about me? And I, I, don't, I just don't want to do that. And there's just way, 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 way too much media coverage there. And then therefore he's like, hey, you know, I still want to be the guy who was with the Giants. I, I just I, I like you could have a chip on your shoulder when you prove yourself. I just can't, you know, hey, you got to acknowledge me. I'm over here. I'm raising my hand. Uh, I just don't think in the long run that that that's good for anybody. All right. Um, what else do you have, McLovin? So we have some Peyton Manning commissioner questions. Ooh. We can save them or I can hit you with them now. Let's wait. But I, I want to bring back a portion of Peyton Manning's speech last night, and it did sound commissioner-ish. So uh, whether Peyton would want to do that. You know, we keep waiting for Peyton. Is he going to be a broadcaster? Is he going to join somebody's front office? What if he comes in and says, you know, hey, I only make like uh, $18 million a year. I'm the commissioner. I make $45 million a year. Although we've tried to get Bob Costas to be the commissioner of baseball. And he's like, no, I love, I love baseball too much. Like, you don't want to get in the weeds there where you're going, oh, what am I doing now? Oh, disciplinary hearing. Great. Take a break. Peter King will join us coming up here. Is Baker Mayfield next? Is Lamar Jackson next? And if so, what kind of money are they going to be making? And is there, making, is there more to the Dak Prescott injury? 
Because it certainly seems like there's just a little bit more there. I'm just not sure how much. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75 Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Before I get to Peter King, I wanted to play a portion of Peyton Manning's speech last night. Now, you're getting six minutes, and Peyton thanks some people, jabs some people, and then he spent almost two minutes, so one-third of his speech, and he said this. I don't know about you, but I'm not done with this game. I never will be. I'm committed to ensuring its future, and I hope you will join me in that commitment. As members of this honored class, we have a responsibility to make our game stronger, from the corner playground to the most celebrated stadiums. During the past few years, the game of football has been challenged by an explosion of sports and entertainment options, safety concerns, erupting social justice issues, and a worldwide pandemic. Displaced fans have taken on an entirely new meaning as our stadiums have been shut down and fans shut out. We certainly shouldn't walk away now. When we leave this stage tonight, it is no longer about us. It is about cultivating the game that has given so much to us. It's about nurturing football to live and thrive another day, another year, decade, and another generation. It's about guaranteeing that kids everywhere can learn, bond, grow, and have fun with every flag pulled, every tackle made, every pass thrown, every run, block, sack, and touchdown scored. The audience here tonight is made up of diehard fans who feel football deep in your bones. Now, we may have ignited the fire, but you, you have fanned the flames. Inevitably, those flames will be whipped by the winds of change, but they don't need to smolder. The future of this game is ours to shape. We just need to take tomorrow on our shoulders as readily as we donned our pads before each game. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you, and God bless football. All right. Yes, Seaton. It sounds like the only thing missing from the end of that was, and that's why I am proud to accept the nomination of the next commissioner of the NFL. Thank you. Spring in Peter King, the must read every Monday morning, football morning in America, the columnist, uh, NBCSports.com. What did you hear in that speech, Peter? I heard the voice of the man who should be, but probably won't be the next commissioner of the NFL. I mean, there's just, there's way too much non-football stuff that Peyton Manning would have to deal with. Um, I mean, my first thought was that when I was listening, I said, that's, that's something that people need to hear. And it's something particularly from hall of famers, many of whom just say, Hey, thanks for the memories and walk away. And uh, Peyton Manning said, I'm not going to walk away. I want to, I want to pay tribute to this game. I want to help this game make sure that it keeps its foothold in American society. Commissioner Goodell signed that extension. So he's in place for what, four more years. Yeah. But look, a lot of people believe, well, I wrote about this maybe two months ago. Uh, There are many people in the NFL who think that he's going to work quite a bit longer. 
the general perception around the league was once he got all the late, the new labor deal done, all the media deals done, you know, after they finish doing whatever they're going to do, I think they're probably going to spin off NFL network after they do all the mega things with the league that he would walk away. The issue is Goodell is whatever, 63. He doesn't want to be an investment banker. He doesn't want to, you know, work for a hedge fund. He doesn't want to spend the rest of his life golfing and being on 15 boards of directors in ceremonial positions. He wants to do something and there's nothing else he wants to do right now other than be the commissioner. Yeah, I just I was surprised that Peyton spent a third of his speech, almost a third of his speech with that. And it sounded commissioner like there uh, instead of, hey, we're waiting for him to be a broadcaster, be a general manager. It's like maybe he has, you know, a bigger picture there. A um, couple of things here. You got uh, home on Friday night. You leave this afternoon. You've been to Vegas, San Francisco, Dallas, L.A., Seattle, Denver, Kansas City. Best stop so far and why? I'm fascinated by the Los Angeles Chargers. I know probably a lot of people, and I know this, uh, a lot of people, the Chargers are not on their radar screen, and I get it. But, you know, I spent a good portion of a morning last Monday with Brandon Staley, walking around the building, being in his office, sitting in on a, on a, meet, a staff meeting. And, you know, there's a lot of, five years ago, he is the defensive coordinator at John Carroll. And so this is an incredible ascension, but I compare it to Mike Tomlin. You know, as Dan Rooney once told me, if I don't hire Mike Tomlin now when he's 34 years old, I'm never going to be able to hire him. So the Chargers felt the same way with Staley. That plus, I think Justin Herbert, obviously, he's probably a top 10 quarterback right now. to be top five by the end of the year. Derwin James coming back. Joey Bosa trying to stay healthy, the adjustment to SoFi, will they have a place in a very crowded sports market? The Chargers are fascinating, but probably the best, the biggest thing I did was lead to my column today, which was essentially how the Kansas City Chiefs are a model for how you should treat your quarterback and how your quarterback should always be in partnership with the team. Speaking of which, Josh Allen, <laughs> Josh Allen signs that deal. And uh, now next up is Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. And I know you wrote this in the column. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean anything for Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. But how do you see that playing out with both? Are these no-brainers that their teams are going to extend them? Look, I don't – I mean, to me, it's very, very hard to look at the career of Baker Mayfield and say that it has a lot of similarities to uh, Patrick Mahomes. If I were the Browns, I'd wait. It might cost them some money, but do you want to pay a guy and do you want to end up getting Carson Wentz, uh, you know, and totally getting screwed on your cap and all that stuff. And again, I think the odds are better than 50, 50, that he will be the Browns' long-term quarterback. But are you positive? So I think you're better off having to pay whatever the number is, $3 million more per year if you wait than paying Baker Mayfield right now. Because I just think, looking at his season last year, it ended great, but overall, it was a good to very good season. But are you positive right now that Baker Mayfield is your franchise guy? 
Why does the next guy have to make more than the previous guy? It's it's what has always happened in negotiating contracts in every sport. And I think the Mahomes contract to some degree stands alone. Some people three years from now will be above him probably when or certainly when the cap really starts to go up. Um, but I just think it's look, it's all monopoly money anyway. And look, if if Josh Allen is making 43 million a year on average, if he's making $2.7 million for every football game he plays, it just it's not anything that really occurs to me that is uh that's outrageous but it's 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 the law of the land in the nfl and in every sport that contracts never go down particularly when the salary cap goes up what was tom brady talking about alluding to where you're looking at all the money that's being made in forbes magazine ranking you know all of these teams are worth at least two billion dollars but you know didn't tom use the word idiots or idiotic ignorant i think ignorant okay yeah, I mean, I don't blame Brady, uh, you know, because clearly, look at it this way, Dan. From the time that Tom Brady signed his contract to now, and these are Forbes magazine valuations. A lot of people in the NFL really take these as gospel. But since the day he signed his contract, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are worth $720 million more dollars than they were uh, the day that he signed. So I think Brady just looks at that and he says, look, the players are not getting a cut of these tremendous increases in franchise value. Wake up, you, you know, you, but the, the problem now is Dan, there's nothing you can do about the salary cap until 2031. If you want to rebel and the problem is, you know what rebellion is? It's telling the NFL you're going on strike and seriously taking a year off. And there's just not a majority of players, I think, who are willing to do that. He's Peter King. His column, Football Morning in America, and, uh, of course, works for NBC, NBCSports.com. Help me understand what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. What can the Vikings do, and uh, how do you think this plays out? You know, I just have very strong opinions about this, Dan. And I think that if you are in the vital position that Kirk Cousins is in with a team, then no matter how much and for whatever reason it might be that you don't want to take the vaccine, I just, I can't believe that you won't take the vaccine. I mean, if Kirk Cousins tests positive and is symptomatic, theoretically, if he tests positive on a Friday, he's going to miss two games. That is one-eighth of his season, 10 12%, whatever it is. It's now one, you know, two-seventeenths, which is a little less than one-eighth. But I just, I can't reconcile that. I can't reconcile it. And, you know, my, you can tell Mike Zimmer, he's got to walk a tightrope with this. And what is he going to do? His only alternative is, to say uh, that this guy we're paying eight billion dollars a year to, uh, we, uh, you know, we're we're going to start somebody else. It's it's not realistic. It's not pragmatic. How does the NFL ramp this up? Can they ramp this up? Pressure. I mean, the NFL would say, look, we got 
91% of players in the league. We only have on average on a 90 man roster, we only have seven or eight players on average per team that have not been vaccinated. That's good. The problem is with the Delta variant, there's danger now. You look at the Rich Eisen story. You know, he's vaccinated. He has a Delta variant and he, and, and he gets it and he passes it on to his daughter. And it's just, it really knocks him out. So th that's why even if you get vaccinated, the only thing it probably ensures is that you're not going to die and you're probably not going to get seriously ill, but you still can be a spreader, uh, you know, of, of COVID. So, you know, we're in a tough time in this country, obviously, and I don't know what more the NFL can do than it's already done. It's made players second-class citizens who will not take the vaccine. And that's, I don't know what else they can do. I know the Cowboys that they always make headlines and I don't know if there's more to Dak Prescott's injury. The video doesn't look good. And the only reason why I thought maybe there's more to it was Troy Aikman said, it felt like there's more to this. It just, it feels like it's a vague report. What's it say to you? You know, I was there, I talked to him about it. Uh, and there's nothing anybody can do right now. I mean, he's been thoroughly examined. The Cowboys don't think it's anything serious. Um, but, I mean, I think what you do here, it's August 9th. If on August 20th he's either not practicing or uh, he's practicing in a very limited way and he can't throw his fastball, that's when you're worried, or August 23rd, whatever it is. You know, if you get to be two weeks before the season and he's not practicing fully, that's when I would worry. Uh, before I let you go, the Michael Thomas situation with the Saints is certainly interesting. And then he sent out a tweet and it said they tried to damage your reputation. You saved theirs by not telling your side of the story. Uh, is this why, why didn't I mean, I guess I would say, why didn't he return their phone calls for three months? Why didn't he why did he not have contact with them for the majority of this offseason? Why is that a guy who is either, and, and again, look, we don't know the whole story. No one does. But if it's true, Jeff Duncan reported this in New Orleans, that he ghosted them for most of the offseason. I, 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 what else do you need to hear? Isn't he most concerned with getting his ankle right and getting ready for the start of the season? An injury he suffered on opening day 2020 yeah. okay, is, has a good chance to ruin two seasons when he's making $19 million a year. I mean, there may be some irresponsibility on the part of the saints. There may be some, but let's hear what it is. Uh, because right now they don't appear to be the responsible party. They might be, or the irresponsible party. They might be, but let's, let's hear the evidence first. It feels like they could be really good or a mess. Maybe there's there's no room in well, between for the for this franchise. You know, this. Let's team. say Jameis Winston plays. You know, I remember Dirk Cutter for five years. Not he. He didn't have him for five years. But it, it, so, but at the beginning, he had a meeting with Jameis Winston, and before they drafted him in Tampa, he was offensive coordinator, and he asked Jameis. He said, "Hey, I've looked at all your tape at Florida State." Is there any throw you're afraid of making? And he goes, no, not a single one. 
And Cutter said, well, maybe there should be. <laughs> and he meant that he didn't mean that to slap him in the face, but he meant to say, man, you make some careless throws. And five years later, what is he doing? Still making careless throws. I mean, the last throw he made as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was a pick six that handed a win to the Atlanta Falcons in overtime. So I, I, we have not seen anything. It's wonderful to say, well, he's with Sean Payton now. Everything's fine. How do we know? He hasn't played football games. You know, he's played uh, cameo appearances, but we don't have any idea. We don't know if Taysom Hill can play. So the one thing that has been an absolutely sure thing for the New Orleans Saints for a decade and a half, now all of a sudden, we really don't have any idea what's going to happen when one of those guys steps under center. Pete's off to Buffalo, Green Bay, Indianapolis, Chicago, Minnesota. That's the next nine days? It's the next nine days. It'll be a good time. Uh, do you get uh, some time with Rodgers? I don't know. I've requested him, but, you know, that's up to him whether he wants to spend any time with me. But, <laughs> whatever. I mean, a long time ago, Dan, I'm 64 years old. And a long time ago, I said to myself, I'm not going to fight to interview anybody. I'd like to interview everybody, and I, and I submit my requests to the PR people. And if it happens, it happens. If not, hey, it's a free country. What if he says, you got two questions, Pete. What do you want to ask? Uh, where will you be on March 1st, 2022? <laughs> What's your prediction? And um, that, You're not going to get a second question after that. Well, I mean, you asked me what my questions would be. Oh, I know, but I'm saying Rogers won't let you have the second one after. Yeah, well, after and, and, I mean, he, he, I would have to think about this because Aaron Rodgers is so smart that he would, I, I wouldn't get an answer. You're right. So to ask a question like that, quite honestly, is useless. That would be a very, very interesting thought. I'd have to think about that. But that'd be fine if he says you got two questions. I remember... Dan, I don't know, this is maybe three years ago. Bart Starr was still alive. And I went through set for football night in America. They wanted me to do a Rogers story for opening night. You know, they, they were kicking off the season, uh, yeah. playing on opening night. And they said to me, see if you can get Rogers to do some sort of story. And I thought of about five different things. And every one, I was at his locker explaining here, how about this? And every one he's saying no to. But finally I said, how about if I get you to talk about Bart Starr and the meaning in his life? He goes, well, that one I'll do. And I went to see Bart Starr, got the last sort of difficult interview with Bart Starr ever, and then came back and it was a pretty touching story. But look, Aaron Rodgers loves the history of the Green Bay Packers, loves it. And he, I think he really loves the people of Green Bay. So, you know, we'll see how it all turns out. My feeling is, He's probably somewhere else in 2022, but we'll see. Pete, always great to talk to you. Safe travels. Thanks again for your time. Thanks a lot, Dan. Take care. That's uh, the great Peter King, Hall of Famer Peter King. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. 
Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Hour two on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. Hope you had a good weekend. A lot to recap. Hall of Fame weekend. Say goodbye to the Olympics. But we'll say hello to the Olympics a little sooner than normal because in three years, we're going to be in Paris for the Summer Olympics. After the United States beat France in men's basketball, the gold uh, medal game, they celebrated, but it didn't have that feeling of uh, the thrill of victory. It was more the relief of victory. And afterwards, Greg Popovich said he couldn't wait to go back to his hotel and just have a glass of wine. He was in a tough spot because this is a roster that was disrupted by COVID and the team got better throughout the games. They were far more interesting when they, when they were struggling. But the rest of the world is catching up. Now, if the United States took its best players, every great player, then it wouldn't be close. The United States, if everybody played, if Steph Curry was there, if LeBron was there, I mean, run down the list of everybody. And I applaud Kevin Durant for wanting to play. Because coming off the Achilles surgery this season, the disappointment of how that season ended with his foot on the line for that three-pointer. But he wanted to go play, and I think that's wonderful. Uh, there's a bit of fatigue, I think, with the pro model it feels like for our team. I don't want to go back to the college kids playing because then all of a sudden we're going to, you know, all, we're going to be going, what's wrong with uh, basketball? You know, the kids aren't playing. They're not staying in college where you're getting a seasoned college basketball player. You got everybody who's one and done. Like, we expect the gold, we don't celebrate the gold. And, you know, maybe there's a new generation of basketball players who are going to come in. Kevin Durant was wonderful. This wasn't an exciting team. Aesthetically, you didn't tune in and go, boy, they're a lot of fun to watch. They weren't. But Team USA, I don't know what the roster is going to look like over the next three years, but the 2024 games will be here before you know it. And maybe you get Zion in there. You know, there, there's there's other players that you hope will be able to come in and be exciting. I thought that uh, Zion or Julius Randle, not that Julius Randle is going to be a tune-in factor, but Kevin Love didn't deserve to be on the team in the first place. He wasn't in shape. He's, he's not a great basketball player. And this is where you get younger players and put them in there. Um, and I don't know, did Zion want to play? But if I have him there, I think there's a little bit more of a tune-in factor. And I think you also have to understand this. This is a TV show. And you want to be interesting. You want to be exciting. And if I'm NBC, who, you know, I'm the broadcast partner here, I want to have excitement here. I want to have the right basketball team there. I want to have these athletes that you're going to tune in to watch. I don't know how much say they have in that, but I would to Team USA, like, hey, Let's get some exciting players in there. Kevin Durant's wonderful, but he's not exciting. Dame Lillard, he's wonderful and exciting. But, you know, is Jason Tatum tune-in factor? Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton? And the answer is no. But if Zion's there, then maybe you get a little bit more, and you might watch for a little longer. But that's you have to factor that in as well. We expect them to win gold but you want them to be exciting. You want them to be interesting. And they weren't this year. They were more interesting when they were losing to Nigeria and Australia. But Greg Popovich got the gold medal, and 
I don't know who the next coach of Team USA will be. Probably Steve Kerr, since he's uh, the main assistant for uh, Coach Pop. But in three years, what's that roster look like? What's the rest of the world look like, too, as far as their rosters? Yes, McLovin. How about this idea? Uh, a 25 and under team or something like that, where you have the young stars it'd be close. I don't know if that team could win, but would that make it a little more juice? I don't know if I need to have it kind of tricked up here. I, I just think it's, you know, there's guys who are older who want to play, you know, Kevin Durant would not be on that team. You know, Draymond Green, not on that team. You know, there'd be very few guys who would be on that team. Uh, and, and just because you're younger doesn't make you better, more exciting. But I do think having certain players there, uh, Ja Morant, you know, is, is he somebody that's going to be interesting to watch? Um, it still felt like it was Luka. It was the tune-in guy. And, uh, you know, they almost made it to the gold medal. But we got three more years to see what that roster looks like. But it felt like this was, you got to win the gold. And if you don't, it's going to be a big disappointment. But when you do win, it's no celebration. It's just like, yeah, you were supposed to. Yeah, Paul. It's weird how different the product feels, Olympic basketball versus ours. Ours seems to be all free throws and drawing fouls and working the refs. There's no work in the refs in the Olympics. They're not listening. They don't talk. They don't engage. You almost wish it was like that in NBA style. Yeah, well, they're trying to do that. They're, they're, I don't know how you incorporate that because you do have the, the, the stars that get calls here. But I, I don't think you could do – you could all of a sudden go, hey, by the way, we're going to call it differently now. Hey, you're not getting those calls anymore. Now they're they're taking out of that. Um, you're initiating contact foul, but I don't know how they call that. Can I call a foul on Trey Young or James Harden for initiating, you know, contact? I wonder if they do that where they make it an offensive foul on somebody who's on offense trying to draw contact on the defensive player. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.